Welcome to the Code 3 Counseling Podcast. Code 3 Counseling exists to provide mental health and personal support for first responders and their families. Each episode, we will share with you information, strategies, and resources that can help you thrive in the first responder life. The Code 3 Counseling Podcast is hosted by our co-founders, Sean Cavan and Alicia Swade. The cool thing is we are a first responder family. Sean is a retired police officer, and Alicia, Sean's daughter, is a mental health professional also married to a cop. We hope this podcast feels like you are sitting with us talking about how to enjoy living the first responder life. Now, while our goal is to provide you with helpful and accurate information, remember it is just information. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for mental health or medical treatment. Always consult with a professional if you have concerns about your health and wellness. All right, now let's get into this week's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Code 3 Counseling Podcast. We are so excited today to talk to you about negative self-talk. Our guest today is Liz Durfee, one of my favorite counselors at Code 3 Counseling. Liz comes from a first responder and military family and truly has a heart for supporting those who are called to these fields. She is an Army veteran with over five years of active duty experience as an officer, having served with the 101st Airborne at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and the 11th Signal Brigade at Fort Bliss, Texas. During her time in the military, Liz supported her unit through work-life balance, infidelity, career transitions, and many other concerns faced by military members and their families. After her active duty service, Liz earned her Master of Science degree in social work from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Liz is now an associate counselor with Code 3 Counseling in California, specializing in working with women who want to heal, grow, and find joy and freedom in their life again. The military lifestyle has allowed Liz to live on both the West Coast and East Coast, and several places in between. She loves being outside and exploring nature with her husband, their two children, and their big dog, Bear. Liz, I'm so glad to have you back again. This is so much fun having our talks with you. Um, so today I know we really wanted to talk about like negative self-talk and, um, how that impacts us as individuals. So I guess my first question would be to define it. Like what is negative self-talk? What does that look like? So one of the big pieces of negative self-talk is when we have those thoughts in our head where we are putting ourselves down, right? It's that okay, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Thoughts where it's just constantly like, God, I hope they don't think I'm an idiot because I feel like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all just very minute examples, but they it can range. It can depend on the situation. It can be about ourselves or about relationships with other people. Really, it's just how we talk to ourselves mm-hmm. and how we treat ourselves and really our perception, right? Yeah. Well, and that can be either verbally, like, out loud, or just, like, in my own head. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. What internal dialogue. And not, like, schizophrenic hearing voices. Yeah, wait, I was just going to say, which voice are we talking about? (laughs) I only got about four going right now. (laughs) Four is okay. Five, we need to talk. (laughs) Well, it depends. What are they telling you? Yeah, (laughs) right. Fair. Fair, fair. (laughs) 
Do they have names? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, thing one, thing two, uh, thing three. Yeah. There you yeah. go. But like we do, we all have that kind of internal voice yes. that we have. When Absolutely. Um, you know, standing in line at the grocery store and you go like, oh my God, somebody farted. Like, <laughs> and it's yeah. a, a voice in our head. We don't say it out loud. So sometimes that voice can be really harsh on us. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like how you pointed out that it's not just like about me and what I'm doing. It can be about us in relationships mm-hmm. and, um, us at work mm-hmm. and all of those different realms and arenas. Um, and one of the things that I would want to ask mm-hmm. is like, how does it manifest differently in all of those arenas? I think a lot of it has to do with how you feel you're doing, right? If Mm -hmm. like, okay, I feel comfortable at work because I'm getting positive feedback um, and I have that confidence in myself that I can do my job well or whatever it looks like, then it might not be as significant at work. That talk might be a little bit kinder at work. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I'm doing well and things are going well. I go home to my marriage, which it's like, ugh. Like they're never happy. Everybody's just always cranky or we're just really short with each other all the time. And it's like, what is the matter with me? Why can't I just, and all of that sets in. And it can be different because different areas of our life have different weight. We put different priorities on different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And even the energy that we have, we put different amounts of energy into different areas. So yeah. it, it can really vary. And it just depends on how we feel we're doing as well in those areas. If we feel like we're not being successful or we're struggling in areas, negative self-talk comes up a lot easier and a lot quicker than the areas where we feel like, you know what, I'm doing okay or I'm crushing this. Oh yeah. Well, and I know like um, one of the things that comes up for me as I'm hearing you say that is like when I'm doing work, when I am doing counseling and talking with clients, or like working with the peer support groups and stuff like that. I actually feel pretty confident because I've read the books. I know what I'm doing. I have a master's degree where I actually did learn a few things, Dad. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's I have this information that reinforces that confidence. Exactly. Of, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm pretty competent at this. And, and that helps me be a little bit nicer to myself even when I do make mistakes or when I say something awkward or weird or stumble over my words. Um, but at home, <laughs> you know, uh, there are a lot of marriage books out there. I've read a lot of them and I still don't feel like I have enough information to be that good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, or as a parent, especially. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that's ooh. where you really get it. You know, cause you gotta, you gotta let your kids make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, but when they're making those mistakes, you're like, God, why, why, I didn't teach them that. I didn't do that right. You know, how come I didn't show that better? Mm-hmm. You know, and, or what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Like, uh, how am I doing this wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because it's, especially those really intimate relationships when we have that negative self-talk that can almost be even more hurtful than like work or something that's mm-hmm. a little less, right? It's like, it's almost like a double punch to ourselves of why couldn't I do this? Why am I not a better parent? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do us any good other than just make us 
feel like crap. Because yeah. work you can always walk away from. You can right. always, you know, exactly. change your job if you need to, or exactly. leave it there mm-hmm. for the day, and your or the weekend changes everything. You know. Yep. But home, you're stuck. You know, you're mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it. A lot of times, it doesn't always come from us. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it does come from one outside voice, and it could be somebody on social media who posted or commented on a post of a social media like influencer Mm -hmm. who's doing something that you do. And then this person made a comment of like, that's horrible parenting, how could you do that? And then it makes me go, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? I'm a terrible mother, I'll never be good at this. And then it just spirals. And it's not even somebody who I love or trust or value their opinion. it can, it can come from these outside sources or even at work. You know, if your supervisor says, come on, you need to get your shit together. You guys aren't doing this right. You, you never do this thing right. That starts to erode your self-confidence, which then helps enhance that voice of negativity that's in your head Mm -hmm. about how you are functioning as a human, Mm -hmm. not just as an employee. Exactly. And that can absolutely carry to other areas of our life. Like Mm -hmm. it, I think you both alluded to it as like, that's not a switch that when we walk out the door at work or when we walk out the door to go to work, that it switches off for that category of life. It very Mm -hmm. much can carry over and influence how we are in other areas. Well, and I like how you bring up that part of how it impacts us. Like Mm -hmm. when we have that negativity in one area, it does impact us in other areas. Mm -hmm. What are some other ways that negative self-talk can impact us? I think one of the biggest things that I know personally, and I, we see it a lot, right, is that we just don't have confidence in ourselves to feel like I'm I'm doing well or I want to do well, and it also mm-hmm. stops us. Like it, it actually physically can stop us from taking actions, taking steps, whatever it may be, to move forward with the changes that we want. If that is okay, I, I do want to do better at work okay, if I'm constantly telling myself like, no, stop, you don't know what you're doing, you're doubting yourself, I'm, I'm stupid, like fill in the blank, right? That narrative looks different for everyone. But if we're constantly doing that, we're not putting that energy into like, okay, I'm learning, I'm going to get better, I'm going to take a step at a time every day because this is the goal I want to meet. It's, that's not how we meet those goals or to get better or improve or whatever that is, mm. whatever that looks like. Yeah, it yeah. definitely limits you. you. Limits your potential of advancement if Absolutely. you're if you're just beating yourself. And it's it, it, and we always we talk in extremes a lot, you know. It, so it sounds you know total miserable, but the little chips here and there, you yeah. know, that can limit your ability to succeed at whether it's work or even in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But you know, you gotta you gotta be alert to what it's doing to you. Yeah. Well, and one of the pieces to that that we're up against that I don't think we really realize is that our brains are hardwired to focus on the negative. Mm -hmm. Like they are just more drawn towards negativity than positivity, Mm -hmm. naturally speaking. Um, There was a study done that said like the amount of uh, brain activity. So like if you use wattages or the amount of Mm -hmm. electricity that was used to generate one negative thought was the equivalent of energy 
to three positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. So one negative thing coming in, you're going to fixate on that a little bit more than positive things simply because that's how our brains are wired. And that's for like survival mode. Yes. Like back mm -hmm. in caveman days, we needed to focus on the yeah. saber tooth tiger yeah. more than the pretty blue flower right. because otherwise the saber tooth tiger was going to eat us. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Like exactly. Our brains are naturally and yeah. forever wired this way. So mm -hmm. we do have to acknowledge that that's yes. a part of the issue we are up against. Mm -hmm. A part of the barrier we have to jump over mm -hmm. is our own brain chemistry mm -hmm. when it comes to negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like one of the things that I know you mentioned um, dad before, like before we even started recording was like that playful amount of kind of criticism, you know, I mean, in first responders, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sarcasm is a normal, natural language. Being silly, bantering, um, you know, teasing each other. And in relationships, too, we tease each other all the time. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, though, it becomes unhealthy and unhelpful. Mm -hmm. At what point do we know it's no longer banter, it's hurting? I think it really depends on like where we're at individually, right? Because if we're in a good state and we're feeling good individually and we don't kind of like what Sean said is like those chips, right? The mm. chipping away. Mm -hmm. When we feel like, okay, our foundation is pretty sturdy, the banter probably doesn't have an impact on us as much as if, okay, it feels like all four sides from underneath of us have started chipping away and I'm just trying to keep my balance up here before like the next sarcastic or whatever, you know, banter comes along and knocks me over because I don't feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think there's definitely a proponent of how we feel about ourselves that that external piece comes in and then it makes us feel even worse, especially when we're not in that good place. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, Jay Glazier book, uh, Unbreakable, he talks about living in the gray and mm -hmm. in the blue and, and finding that sweet spot. But mm -hmm. when you start, if I walk into a room, a locker room or whatever with the guys, and I'm already in that kind of gray mood where I'm just not really happy yet and I'm not, but I'm just kind of feeling edgy or whatever, and then the chips start coming, well then it's, it's easy for me to get sucked into it and join in with that in my own mind and yeah. just take myself to a deeper, darker depression for the day, yeah. you know, and it, and it's just harder to work your way back into the blue. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. I love that you brought up that book. Cause I love that book. Uh, have you read it? Uh -huh. Not yet. So oh. good. It's right on the shelf there. You need to borrow it. Okay. <laughs> um, there's actually one chapter that I highly recommend. It's the living in the gray chapter because of how he describes what it's like Okay. to be in an anxious or depressive state mm -hmm. and how it's just very gloomy mm -hmm. and like, blah. And it's, it's not as extreme or dramatic as a lot of people picture in their heads of mm -hmm. this like, oh, oh, is me. And I sit on the couch and just cry all day. It's, it's just a, like a, a dark cloud yeah. that just follows you around kind of like Eeyore. Yeah. Um, and I just love the way that he describes it. And when we are in that, we are not kind to ourselves. No. We are not mm -hmm. um, patient or understanding. 
We don't have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. That is so unnatural in those spaces. Mm -hmm. And sometimes negative self-talk can lead to those spaces. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just end up there, but the negative self-talk just drags us further or makes it heavier. Um, And then it's like, well, shoot, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do with that? What do you do when you're in that gray or like just not having a a good internal dialogue with yourself? I think one of the big things is recognizing and acknowledging. I know you said that earlier, just like the acknowledgement of where we are because Mm -hmm. nobody wants to be there, right? Like, let's all be honest. Nobody wants to be in the gray. Nobody wants to have a cloud over their head like Eeyore. And so it's that acknowledgement of like, I'm in a place where I don't want to be. Okay, so what do I want to change? What am I willing to change? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I want to go from there? What do I have the energy to change? Exactly. And mm-hmm. really looking at the picture like that of just like, okay, what can I do today? And it's not, I'm going to change everything and I'm going to feel great and the cloud's going to go away or whatever. Even the little steps, right, that we take every single day, they help us to counteract that negative talk when we make those efforts and make take those steps towards changing that dialogue that we have in our head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you gotta find the little the little joy moments or, or whatever are gonna brighten it. Absolutely. Even a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, you may not come back completely out of the funk, but if you can chip away at the dark Absolutely. and bring you back towards the light a little better, um, you know, just whatever bad you can replace with a little bit of good will multiply as, as time goes on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also with that, having an understanding of what is realistic as far as what it's like to be mm-hmm. in the light, what is good, what, what do I want things to look like? Is it realistic? Is it doable? Because I, I don't know, for a long time for me, I had this picture in my head of what it would look like if everything was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it was very sunshine and rainbows and cupcakes and butterflies. And like um, some people have this idea that a good relationship doesn't have fighting. Some people have this ideal that if I'm not, uh, if, if I am good, I will not feel sad at all. Mm-hmm. Sadness won't be a thing. Anxiety or fear won't be a thing. Um, they won't come up at all. But that's not realistic. Exactly. And if we have this ideal that's unrealistic and unattainable, Mm -hmm. then it just makes us feel even worse. Yeah. Like we do get (laughs) to a good point and then it's like, but it's not the best. And then we just pull ourselves back into the gray. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be hard too because it's like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like fear of missing out, but it's like Mm. that un- attainable like why can't I get there right yes instead of like you know what today is actually okay like it's acceptance part of it is acceptance of like okay this is actually okay and I'm okay with this it's Mm -hmm. not everything that I want in my life or everything that I want to work towards or whatever that may look like right Mm -hmm. but I'm okay and to praise ourselves for okay the work that we are doing the effort that we're giving Like really, and that's where I use a lens analogy a lot of like, okay, I can tell you absolutely five things that I could have spent 20 minutes of my time on last night, like totally. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm okay that I spent that 20 minutes to do something that fills my tank so I feel better as a person. Because I know today I'm going to spend 40 minutes to really work towards those goals that I want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Having that realistic mindset. So what one step of this whole process is accepting it. Accepting that this is what we're going through. And also, um, we've talked about this before, like realizing you're not the only one who has like these negative dialogues inside your head. Um, I, I struggle with it in certain areas and I don't struggle with it in others, Mm -hmm. but in those areas that I struggle with it, it is not a nice voice. Um, That's a big thing too, because if, if, you know, it's like most of the mental health things we've talked about when you, when you think you're the only one going through that, it's like you almost need to stay in it because you can't talk to somebody else about it mm-hmm. because they'll think you're weird or you've got a problem. You mm-hmm. need help, you know, the big ooh, the big help. But it's, you know, if you can verbalize some of those negative thoughts that you're dealing with, with someone else, then maybe that you get that uh, yeah. affirmations of, you know, the words that you need to hear that you're not that bad. You're fine. It's just a bad day. It's a bad moment. You know, mm-hmm. your boss just yelled at you. You feel like you're you're never gonna make it. Well, don't you remember? You know, last week you did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes it is nice to get outside your own head and have somebody else to, you know, balance you a little. Mm-hmm. Just feel supported. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and sometimes people can point out things that maybe you're not realizing, like. Um, if somebody that I know made a comment about how I'm parenting and it's yeah. like that, oh, you, you want to hit me where it hurts? Like, tell me I'm a bad mom. And it'll hit me hard, even though they're not like meaning it that way. They're just a very blunt person. Yeah. I just took it very to heart. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and they're wrong. Just means that it hit me differently. And if I talk to another friend about it, I might realize, oh no, like I, I can see how you took it that way, but she's having like the worst time at work. She's like on the verge of getting fired. So she's just having a really hard time, which then helps me go, okay, well maybe she didn't mean it as harsh as she said it. Yeah. Um, which will help me. Or even they'll be like, and I'll listen to her like, no, that's, that's not true at all. Whatever. You know, that person, she's just nuts. Uh, where nothing can ever make her happy, which then reminds me, like, yeah. okay, I don't, it isn't just me thinking this or this person was right that I'm a terrible parent. Um, it's just there's circumstances yeah. outside of me that might be impacting the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And it does help to feel like you're not the only one. Oh, yeah. With anything in life. When it's just like, okay, thank God it's not me. Like, not just me. You know? Oh, Oh, I'm not broken. Yeah, right? You guys do too? This is great. Thank you. Absolutely. I thought I was going nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So if I am struggling with that, how do I change it? So... Finding a way, because some of it comes with acknowledging, right? I always say acknowledgement is one of the first basic steps in change, period, Mm -hmm. right? So acknowledging that that's happened and then really 
I say like a lens or rewriting your narrative, but it's like, okay. So instead of saying like, I'm, I'm not smart about this. Like, I, I can't believe I'm even doing this. What I, I I'm just going to fail at fill in the blank at anything at work, at my certification, at blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anything that we're just having that kind of that feeling of like, I don't believe in myself. I don't have that confidence. It's okay. What am I doing? Look at, I always say, look at my evidence, right? And especially, it's kind of corny, but like first responders, it's like, what is your evidence? What mm -hmm. is there? You go to something and we look at what is in front of us because that is most of the time the most useful information to determine what happened, what's going on, fill yep. in the blank. Same yes. thing with us is yep. use our evidence. Yeah, yep. get factual rather than emotional. Exactly. You know, what, what, what is really my output? Yeah, I'm doing good. Exactly. You know, so why am I letting my emotion, my inner voice beat me up so bad? Yep. Yeah. One well, with emotions, one of the things we need to realize is that they're not the end all be all truth of everything. Yeah. It's information. Exactly. Your brain is giving you information through emotions. What that information is, we have to figure it out. And then what we do with it, we get to decide. Mm -hmm. So if my emotions are coming up feeling guilt, all right, well, I'm feeling guilt because so-and-so said that I'm a bad mom. Mm -hmm. um, I, I start to feel guilt. Well, what is that coming up? I feel sad or I feel angry. You know, what is sadness trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. um, sadness is telling me that I really don't want to be a bad mom. Yeah. I want to be a good mom. Guilt is telling me that I have a dream of raising children who become incredible adults in society mm -hmm. and I am afraid of doing it wrong. Absolutely. What does that mean to me? That I really care about being a mom, which probably means I'm not that bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It probably means I'm, I'm, might be doing things right mm -hmm. if that is how I'm responding. Absolutely. But we see those emotions as negative, as yes. like, and we run with that, right? Mm -hmm. But you're right to flip the lens, to look at it in that different light, and to really look at it instead of just accept it at face value. Right. Mm -hmm. put, it, put it in perspective yeah. of, you know, okay, is this really going to matter next week? Next yeah. month, exactly. five years from now, yeah. you know, why am I so hyper-focused on this one bad situation today right. that I know is not going to be there tomorrow or the mm. next day? Absolutely. You know, and, Absolutely. You know, put it, put it away and move on. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And sometimes that is even hard for people, like yeah. myself included, by all means, right? I'm raising my hand is that I, it is hard to put that away sometimes because it's mm -hmm. like we feel like I could change. Oh, if I had just done this, right? And especially for mm. past things, acceptance is part of that of like, okay, you know what? That wasn't exactly how I wish I could have done it. Like it didn't play out how I wanted but the mm -hmm. acceptance of, you know what, if that ever happens again or tomorrow when I do this, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to commit to do something different so that that talk, those thoughts that I messed up, don't just stay with me going forward and get even louder. Yeah. Well, and that's another part of it is we have to have patience and grace with ourselves because we are not perfect. Absolutely. As much as I will, uh, you know, <laughs> let you know that I am amazing and perfect and wonderful. I do mess up quite a lot. 
And I have to accept that sometimes I will mess up. Mm -hmm. It does not mean I am a terrible parent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I snap at my kids and get really irritated that they didn't charge their computer last night. Like, (laughs) how hard is it to plug in a computer? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. The plug is there. Like, it's already set up. You just have to attach it to the computer. Not that hard. And they still can't get it. And then I have an attitude, and I'm, like, short-tempered. And and then he says, am I in trouble? Ah, I'm in trouble. I saw her face melt when when he said that. Am I in trouble, Mom? And it just shifted. Yep. Yep, yeah, that was when it was like, that's how they get us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, and then I feel the guilt, and I yeah. feel the shame, and I feel all of that, like, yeah. oh, I'm really messing up at this. But I can't stay there. Yeah. I can't let myself stay in this. I made a mistake. I'm horrible. And then keep spiraling down. Exactly. I have to go, I made a mistake. Yeah. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to, my son asked, am I in trouble? Okay. Nope, I'm going to grab your face. I'm going to look you right in the face and tell you you are not in trouble. And remind you that I love you. You're a good kid. Like, here we go. We will figure this out. Um, and they have one at school you can use. They had a device so, that they could borrow at school. You know, the problem was solved before we got there. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's, you know, it is that overwhelming feeling of, you know, oh my gosh, what you're going through, so many thoughts and everything. Yeah. You're just trying to find the way out of it. But... It's almost like you're not using the positive thoughts of how to solve Absolutely. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're using all the negative as to why this happened and, mm-hmm. and it's going to keep happening. It's, it's, and you just beat yourself or you know, beat it into you that you can't shift the focus and say, go from the problem, the, the feeling of it, to fixing it. Mm-hmm. And when you, know, when you can... Like I said a few minutes ago, when you can just even shift for a minute and get a few good points out of it and then start moving forward. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you just keep going down that spiral, it yes. just ruins, it, ruins your day. You're down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what if I, like, I'm dealing with the negative self-talk and I'm working on it and I'm practicing it. And I'm trying to be patient with myself and all this stuff. But I have a friend or a coworker or somebody else that I know and I care about who I see probably dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. How do I go about helping them? I think there's a couple things that come to mind for that is like even acknowledging of like, hey, like asking how they're doing, right? And just being like, you know, if there is something that you're facing or like you just seem really down on yourself, whatever, I get that way. So even normalizing it for them because mm-hmm. that can be again we feel isolated it's just me I'm over here sitting with my cloud so one way is normalizing it of even being able to relate a little bit and then just being there to encourage them like even offering little things like you know you are doing really well at this being authentic that's one key thing don't just like blow smoke because they know Uh right yeah so being authentic with it but like encourage them because sometimes it is just that outside just like the banter that can be maybe not the most helpful and more mm-hmm. the negative, the positive from us even can help somebody change that lens, change that mindset even a yeah. little bit. Well, and making sure that we don't silver line it. I like how you yes. said like being authentic. 
because when we silver line everything, mm. we discount the fact that like this is hard. Yeah, this is a struggle. Parenting is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real struggle. Every no, day. Not you. Every day. But like that is probably I, I. That is the one thing in my life that I am like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I am winging it every day. Every day winging it. Yes. And it's hard, but when somebody comes in and be like, oh, you're fine, it's no big deal. No, what I did, what I said, how I reacted to my son not charging his computer gave him a reaction that I don't want him to experience every day. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want to do as a parent. Mm -hmm. If you silver line that, then I'm just going to discount all the positives. Exactly. Because it's not understanding, it's not Mm -hmm. um, empathizing with that struggle of being a parent. Um... But when you like come in and say, yeah, dude, parenting is hard, uh, you know, keep going. If you need to talk, I'm here. I got you. And then when you see them, you know, um, loving on their kid and just having fun. Oh my gosh, look at you. You're such a good mom. Like, yeah, like elbowing. And you know, another thing you can do is go to the, the physical side of it. And, you know, thinking of Jay's book again, when, when you're in that, when you see somebody in that mood or, or feeling, you know, beating themselves up kind of thing, take them for a walk, get yeah. some sun on their face, get mm-hmm. something that will change the, mm-hmm. the brain chemicals mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. And you know, Jay, he goes out and beats each other up in the gym. <laughs> but it may not be, it might you be know. an option, but yeah. you know, yeah. even if it's just a few minutes, I, I love seeing people get out of the office yeah. and walk around the block. Yep. It cracks me up. I used to never think of that. And then even when I was working uh, school resource, yeah. you know, I'd be in the office and the kids would be in class. I wouldn't have anything going on. I'd go out and walk around the track or walk up down the steps or something, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and just get just get out of the office for a minute. And yes. It, it, it gets that uh, the brain chemicals balanced again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you shift your physical environment it gets you out of that rhythm or not rhythm um pattern yeah the pattern of thinking that you get stuck in Mm -hmm. like if i'm sitting in the house and i'm just sitting there and i'm not reading a good book i'm like i don't know with your tr on (laughs) (laughs) outed me did you see that you gotta keep that in there by the way So rude. Yep. So rude. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not wearing my tiara, and I'm not reading a good book, and I'm just sitting there. If I'm in my house, and the laundry hasn't been done, and there's dishes in the sink, and the dog hair is everywhere, and I see the dog, like, whining, and I know the tomatoes haven't been planted or watered, uh, like, all these things... All of those things make me go, oh my gosh, I'm sucking at this parent thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I am terrible as a spouse, not following through on the things that I said I would do. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into like, I'm a terrible human being. I will never amount to anything. Yeah. And then it just keeps going down and down and down. But when we get up and move and get out, then it shifts it. And it's like, we look at things from a different perspective all of a sudden, simply because we are looking somewhere different. Yes. Um, so like if I'm dealing with that at home and then I go, nope, 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 let me go for a walk. And I take one of the dogs and I go for a walk around the block as I'm walking for some reason, I honestly don't know how this happens, but for some reason the brain goes, okay, all right, Alicia, what's your plan? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we going to do? All right. So there's a lot of things. And when I'm in the house, I'm overwhelmed. But when I get home, I'm going to do the dishes 
and then I'm going to water the plants because then I'm going to have to pick up the kids. And if I do anything else, I'm not going to have time to pick up the kids, but I'm going to do these two things Mm -hmm. and it'll be okay. Absolutely. So I love that getting out and walking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I get writer's block, I do the same thing. Yeah. If I get writer's block, I get up, walk down the stairs, go down to lover's point and sit for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and just look at the water. Look at the birds being weird. God, seagulls are so weird, by they the way. Are. They are. <laughs> I highly recommend watching seagulls for a minute and being like, okay, I'm not that weird. Like, <laughs> It'll help normalize. It'll help make us feel better. It normalizes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Grand scheme of everything, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Yes. Yeah. So I love, you know, getting, if you see somebody struggling, getting them out and like, let's just go for a walk or let's go to the shooting range. Yeah. Let's just go do some bullet therapy right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of activities like truly what you enjoy doing just get out and go do it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i love it go people watch and make fun of other people while while you're sitting (laughs) at starbucks or something (laughs) oh i do that (laughs) that's why starbucks has a drink after you dad (laughs) sean at starbucks in riverbank (laughs) yeah but you sit there and you you know you, you look at other people and you realize your life's not that bad (laughs) <laughs> I almost said mm. uh, yeah uh-huh. uh, uh. yeah it's not that bad yeah. <laughs> I'm not high on meth coming in to get a frappuccino <laughs> true it's always a positive yeah. <laughs> and I will say like that is fun banter when someone is in that low point yeah. we do want to be cautious about how we like silver line it well at least you're not doing meth and on the street that's not helpful. Yeah. Yes. But it's exactly. okay to like banter. If they banter like that, like, I don't know. I mean, you just gotta, it depends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Mm-hmm. So we talked about like all of these different ways that it impacts us. But one of the things that I know a lot of people do struggle with is how our negative self-talk impacts our relationships as a whole Mm -hmm. and how it can affect the people around us. So what are some ways that you see that manifesting? Well, I, I think that if, if you're down in the dumps and, and, and beating on yourself, your significant other or coworkers can, can see that and they can, they get to a point where it's like, if, if maybe they're not in the right frame of mind to help build you up, then they can just, they can almost, you know, alienate, or not alienate, but move away, mm-hmm. step back, mm-hmm. and just let you be in that gray or, or dark hole mm-hmm. or whatever you're in. And you're, you, can, you can alienate them or separate, I'm yeah. using that word. Well, it kind of goes back to the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, I have this boundary that people who come inside my fence, like, I don't want a bunch of just, like, Whoa, is me right. yeah. everything yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Like coming and com- like be in that space is okay for an extended period of time yeah. or like for a certain period of time. But when it's all day long and you're not doing yeah. anything to make it better, like yes. I-, I got a family. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got time for that. Like, I got my yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Right? And not to not be empathetic. No. I just, I can't hold that energy for everybody. Yeah. I just can't do it. Absolutely. I'm doing it at work. I do it with my spouse. I do it with my kids. And then at some point I put down this boundary 
of I can't keep holding that or I don't put down that boundary mm-hmm. and then I do keep holding it and then it sucks me down. Yeah. Right. Because exactly. that person's not choosing mm-hmm. to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's heavy. That's hard. It's hard to be the friend and it's also hard to be that person yes. who's in that hard space. Yeah. And, and not only not choosing to, but maybe not recognizing that they're in it. And that's why we're kind of doing this today. Is, mm-hmm. is so that because I never thought negative self talk. I didn't know my inner voice had a title. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was right? just you know the, right? the that part, part of my like asshole in my ear. Yeah. You know, <laughs> me that's down. the name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So if if I have that going on, and my wife doesn't have the energy to help me get out of that, that puts her in a bad spot. You mm-hmm. know, and then she's got to go deal with her own, you know, the way she's going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think the big part of this, and, and I think that, that one of the takeaways should be is how to recognize it first, mm-hmm. you know, recognize it and then do something, make an action step to change it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that can be a motivator. Like I'm in this really tough spot. I'm in the gray. I'm feeling crappy. I also know that if I stay there, other people are either going to be drugged down with me mm-hmm. or it's going to hurt my relationship with them and it, they're going to have to distance themselves so that I don't drag them down with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Right. I care about these people. I care about my family. I care about my friends too much to be that like weight mm-hmm. that just drags them under. So it's it can be a motivator of like, no, I want to be a good friend. Doesn't have to be perfect and ideal. I just want to be good. And what does that look like to me? All right, yeah, I can vent to them and talk to them when I am having a hard day. And then we'll do something about it. Exactly. Whether it's like, maybe you can't fix it. Maybe my boss is a jerk. Maybe my boss has been berating and belittling everybody or, <laughs> you know, like we, we got a new chief and they're changing everything and it's really not in a way that anybody wants it to change and not just like anti-change, but like it's not a good fit for this department and you can't change that. Mm -hmm. So you can't fix it, but what else are you going to do? Let's go for walks. Let's, you know, I'm not going to work as much overtime or I'm going to say no to these extra teams that I'm on if it's peer support or... You're going to stay on the street and out of the building. Yeah. On the street and out of the building. (laughs) (laughs) We're parked in the church parking lot. (laughs) In the back. (laughs) Nobody can see the cars. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And so it, it... it's up to us to make that change yes. and finding out why we want to make that change yeah. for ourselves is a big part of that. Why do I want to do this differently? Because I want to be a good mom. And if I'm talking bad to myself all day long, I'm not a good mom. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a good spouse. I do that naturally, so I don't really have to think about it. <laughs> you get that from your mom, too. <laughs> um but I have to like figure out, okay, I want to be that good spouse. I need to not talk mm-hmm. to myself so negatively. So that way I can also be an empowerment for my spouse Absolutely. when he's struggling. Yeah. Um, I want to be a good clinician. I want to be a good boss. Like all these different areas yes. that I want to do well in yeah. and take action to do that well. Mm-hmm. 
which will help the the as dad called it the asshole in my ear like okay you can stop now like I yeah you can keep saying that but I don't care anymore it does it gives it a different voice a different tone and you're also like turning down the volume yes it it does Mm-hmm. He doesn't get center stage spotlights. Yeah. It's like, you're He's in off the peanut stage gallery. Left, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Go sit with those old guys from Sesame Street. <laughs> the Muppets. Uh-huh. The Muppets. <laughs> That's right. That's good. That's I don't know good. the puppet things. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Liz, for joining us today. This was a really good conversation. I really appreciated it. And I know I'm definitely going to be sharing this with some people. <laughs> thank you so much, truly. This was an amazing experience. So yeah. So if somebody did want to get a hold of you, how would they reach out? Absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me through Code 3 Counseling. Um, my email is at liz at code3counseling.com too. But truly, if there's anything I could help you with, resources, anything, please, please reach out. I am happy to help. Awesome. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We wanted to let you know about a free resource we provide for first responders. It is our monthly wellness newsletter. On the first Tuesday of every month, we send out an email newsletter that gives you different tools and strategies so that you can thrive as a first responder. When you sign up for our newsletter, you also get two free downloads. One is how to find the right counselor as a first responder. The second is 10 questions to spice up your sex life. So use the link in our show notes or head over to our website to sign up for the newsletter and get your free downloads today. Also, if this podcast was in any way helpful for you, we encourage you to share it with others and keep the conversations going. You can help us reach more responders by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform. You can also connect with us through our website, code3counseling.com, or find us on social media on Instagram at Code3Counseling, or on Facebook at Code3CounselingINC, or use the hashtag Code3Counseling. And always remember, it may be your battle, but you don't have to fight it alone.